Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And it's coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios. When you need cash out of your home and a simple way to get it, Rocket can. 855-212-4227 at Robin Lundberg on Twitter. Going to get into Aaron Rodgers' uh, performance, the Packers' performance from last week. What do you have to say? about it this week coming up in just a moment astronkus tweets in listen i love to listen to your show but you really don't sound intelligent right now there are about 28 teams that would give you a first round pick for barkley it's obvious you are trolling and i don't like the steelers i'm a i mean i don't like the giants i'm a steelers fan look at the o-line well first of all i disagree i don't think um there are that many teams that would give a first round pick uh i don't Especially not at this moment in time. Secondly, I'm not just like saying stuff to say stuff, guys. I, that's not where I think if you've ever listened to me, followed me, that's not my MO. I'm not just saying stuff to say stuff. I mean, Saquon does have a low success rate on his carries. He does get stopped at the line of scrimmage or behind the line of scrimmage more often than anyone I can ever recall. And then if you just look at the numbers, you know, he had more games under 85 yards in college than over 100. He had more games. He has more games under 50 yards in the NFL than over 100. What I was talking about, I was talking about on Thursday afternoon with people, and then Thursday night, exact example of it. 41-yard run on one carry, 12 carries for 16 yards on the rest. The guy is explosive, no question. He's a home run hitter, but he doesn't get on base if he doesn't hit a home run. Um, I don't know what else to tell you. I really don't. I, and I'm not trying to be unintelligent. I mean, I, I would think part of being intelligent to the, the tweeter is supporting your arguments with data and, you know, uh, points. And I'm, I feel like I'm doing that. So you may, you may believe that point of view that opinion belies a lack of intelligence. But would anyone who lacks intelligence use the word belies? That's a question for you. Anthony, what do you think of that? Does, does anyone who lack intelligence, who lacks intelligence, use the word belies naturally in sentence? So you think just because you use that word, you're very smart? Uh yeah, I mean I, I just I'm being smug jerk right now. I know uh, you are. <laughs> I'm playing along. <laughs> yes, because I use that word, it does mean I am smart. 
Yeah, we could I, all pull a, a smart word like that out of our asses every once in a while. Uh, there, yeah, I guess. There, though, though I had nothing up there after my colonoscopy um, the other day. Uh, all right, let's, <laughs> yep, <there you laughs> let's go to Chase in Dallas. Chase, you're on the Robin Lundberg Show here on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, what's going on? Um, I'm just wondering why everybody's so quick to write off the L.A. Chargers as a contending team. I feel like we're overshadowed by the Chiefs so much that everybody, when they're talking about playoffs or Super Bowls or anything, that L.A. Chargers aren't even in the mix. Justin Herbert, I mean, that guy's an incredible quarterback. And our defense is looking good this year. They're healthy. And all just everything's looking good. And we've addressed the problems of losing games last year by getting a new kicker and what I don't think we're going to lose games in the last second like we did last year so I really think that we're going to be a contending team and I'm just wondering why everybody's so quick to write us off uh well I don't know if I've written them off as much as they haven't done anything to deserve that spot you know, like, no offense, but what have the Chargers done to, to earn that? Look, the Chiefs, when you say you're overshadowed, the Chiefs win every game, right? Like, the, the, the Chiefs lose once every 15 games or, or something, whatever it is. They win every game. So, of course, the, the Chiefs are going to be placed on, on that level. You know, the Chargers won the opener by four over, a, I would say, a not very good Washington team obviously Justin Her- Herbert has gotten his, his just due what was the Chargers record last year I don't even remember it off the top yeah, of my it, head it wasn't it wasn't good okay so th- that that's why I mean the Chargers just haven't done anything to put themselves in that conversation yeah I I just think it's one of those things you know uh the Chiefs are so good but I think that we're really going to give them a run for their money every problem that we've had we've really addressed Everybody always talks about, oh, this team's going to beat them because this and that. I feel like they're just looking at the past, and I'm really looking at the future. I'm a diehard Chargers fan. I live in Dallas now, but I'm from L.A., so uh, I'm ready this week to play them at living out here. I'm going to rep my Chargers gear and all that stuff. But I just wanted to say uh, I never hear them in, getting talked about and all this. And I'm just like, man, why, why does everybody not talk about my team? I feel like my team's great, you know? So... I hear you. Look, you're a fan. You're a fan, and you believe in what they're doing. All good. I, I mean, I, I, I feel that, and I appreciate the call. Um, but for somebody who's not a fan and somebody who's not following at as closely as you are, a, a seven and nine team from a year ago that won one game this year um, in a close one against Washington is is not all of a sudden being vaulted into Super Bowl conversations. That's that's all. They have to earn it. I'm not saying it's impossible. I'm not saying they couldn't be the surprise team of the season. Um, obviously, anytime you get your quarterback situation resolved, it's going to go a long way to people starting to take you seriously. And I, I think people take Justin Herbert seriously, so therefore they will start taking the Chargers seriously. But there's no reason for anybody to believe the Chargers are a Super Bowl team or a contender. Just, there's no returns that show us that that would be the case. So that's why. That's all. Nothing... Um, you know, nobody's purposely overlooking the Chargers. There's just n- no reason to look at them. Let's go to Moses in Miami. Moses, you're up next here on the Robin Lundberg Show. What's going on, Moses? Good morning. How you doing? I'm doing well, man. How are you? I'm pretty good. 
I'm beyond frustrated, and I'm glad you're talking about Justin Herbert with the Miami Dolphins. They passed on Herbert. We've been waiting so long for a guy like Marino to come along, and they picked Tua over Herbert. When is Steve Ross going to get this right? Tampa gets a general manager, they get the Super Bowl. We get a general manager that's had five first-round picks and picked all butts. When is Steve Ross going to get it right? So you're not a Tua person, I would say? Is that well, fair? I mean, I mean when, you, when you Google him, the first thing comes up, the owner wants to trade him for Deshaun Watson. <laughs> I mean, you this have is confidence the... in your quarterback if the owner wants to trade him? Well, I, I, mean, I don't know how true any of that stuff necessarily is. I, I think this is the evaluation year for Tua. Uh, he's 16 to 27, 202 yards, one touchdown, one pick uh, in the opener. Very eh kind of numbers. Jalen Waddle could hopefully help him out uh, a little bit. But it is kind of funny how... And, and thank you for the call. It, it is kind of funny how um, Tua took the spot of Jalen Hurts, right, in college. And that seemed like the no-brainer right move. And now, if you were giving me the choice between Tua and Jalen Hurts, I'd take Jalen Hurts like this. It's not even close. So that is kind of, you know, intriguing. The way it's all gone down, the way it's all unfolded. Everything like that. As far as those two guys and their career paths. I wouldn't totally be done with Tua as of yet, but you don't get the sense that there's too many people too confident in Tua, whether that's in the, the Miami Dolphins organization or beyond it. How about Antonio in Oakland? Antonio, you're up next here on the Robin Lundberg Show. What's going on? Good morning, Robin. Hey, this first question I want you to answer at the end because it's kind of a serious question in my end. Um, the Raiders are the only team um, that allow entry with a full vaccination and um, not a negative test. It's got to be full, full vac. They got the app where you got to come in. But I want you to answer that at the end. Do um, you think that will ever go away? Or you not as far as COVID, but do you think that will go all across the stadiums at some point? Or do you think it will go away in a few years? That's what I want you to ask, answer at the end, please. Um, Shaquan. Barkley, uh, I liked your tweet. I looked at it. I agree with you. There's no way he could get a number one for the guy at all. I mean, I, I, he's, he's, he's blown up because of New York media hype. I think they even got a couple more Monday night games for, a, a, I guess, a subpar team, maybe a 6-10, and 6-11 team, something like that, or 8-8 eight and eight possibly. Um, but my question to you, too, is why doesn't Derek Carr still get any props? I've always been on the fence on kind of hate Derek Carr, not liking Derek Carr. But I, I, I'm all in this year with D.C., man. It's his, uh, his A season. Uh, they already got Justin above him already, uh, the Chargers quarterback. I'm super hyped about tomorrow's uh, game against the Raiders and Steelers. Um, I love your show, man. I think you do a great job. I like how you break it down. And um, I'll be listening to you off the air. Thank you, sir. No, I appreciate the call. Um, Derek Carr, I think the problem with Derek Carr is he got a lot of love early in his career, but since then there hasn't been much uh, to show for it. And he hasn't um, – he, he's been like more of a check down guy or a safe guy. And he, he hasn't done much that, that wows people like, oh, he can, he can, you know, rip your throat out. He can take your heart. Uh, it's an interesting finish to the, the Monday night opener, obviously, for them. But th I think that's, that's why. And, and I, I think people need to see Carr look consistently dangerous, pushing the ball down the field, making big plays that way um, before – they're they're ready to anoint him beyond more of that like 
upper tier game manager. And I, and I think that's the, the deal with, with Carr. As far as vaccinations, I'm not sure the policies at every stadium. I'd, I'd have to look. I, I think you'll continue to see some sort of state differentiation depending on you know the 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 leanings of the people in charge of said state um but i will tell you i i I believe that more and more businesses more and more venues more and more places yes more and more will (coughs) move towards needing vaccination for you to be there it's not going to go the opposite direction right like it it, it's it's going to go into more places doing that because um other people want to feel safe when they go into the the game the organization itself wants to um be able to say it it is putting as safe an environment out there as possible so yeah you'll see some you know differences by state by by arenas uh and whatnot but particularly in certain areas of the country you're you're going to see more and more but this goes beyond sports just everywhere make it more difficult if you're not vaccinated to to do some of these activities or or enter some of these places um and you know that's based on the data based on a lot of things you know some of it is liability probably some of it is just feelings you know and they want to be able to say hey we're doing be uh, keeping our consumer base as safe as possible um but yes that that is going to be the direction it trends in um and you know like that's it, it's always been you're allowed to set rules for your your place of business or your your uh your venue what you can ha- you know what you're allowed to wear or not allowed to wear what you're um how you can conduct yourself how you can't conduct yourself and and in this case, your vaccination status. So yes, those those things will go, I think, f- continue to go in that direction. No question. 855-212-4227. 855-212-4227. All right. I mean, I, I kind of think people are a little sick of talking to Aaron Rodgers or, or with Aaron Rodgers in general just because he dominated the offseason headlines so much and it all really in the grand scheme of things amounted to nothing as far as like the uh, fan is fan goes right. Like I don't whether Aaron Rodgers gained any leverage or, or what he gained in, in his sort of holdout this, this off season, whatever you want to call it. Um, I, I, I don't know if he did or they didn't or what happened behind the scenes, but as far as like for the, the broad fan base, I don't think there's any fans who came away going, oh, my goodness, you know, that felt like a real resolution, <laughs> you know, or what you were expected. Because it, it was like either he's going to get traded or he's going to retire, right? Like those were the, the, the big outcomes that people were talking about, and it was just nothing. It was just, um, you know, I, I'm sure, like I said, I, he may have gained a degree of leverage in, in his situation, but it didn't feel like much from the outside looking in. And – for him to perform as poorly as he did on Sunday is a story. Because he was bad. He, he stunk. He was garbage. And so were they. And you can't say, you know, it's hard to, to write that off as a coincidence when 
if you want to say this guy was the most valuable player last year, when the most valuable player in the league is not around, participates in none of the offseason activities, none of the practice to get ready in, in that part of the season, it should, by common sense, put you behind. Put you behind the eight ball. And that's what the Packers look like, a team that wasn't as prepared in every facet of the game. And it's just one game. Aaron Rodgers is right in saying that. But nevertheless, you know, this is somebody who came out and made Michael Jordan comparisons, the last dance, right? And it's supposed to be one of the best quarterbacks of all time. When we're, we're talking about the standards we hold great athletes to, generally, at least where I'm from, the rule of thumb is you're, you know, that great. You don't have stinkers like that one. I mean, that was pathetic. Just a pathetic performance. When, theoretically, there's a little bit of pressure on you to, to answer the bell. Now, Rodgers has proven himself. He's, he's an all-time great quarterback no matter what. He could never play another down. He could host Jeopardy. He could do whatever he wants to do. And he's an all-time great quarterback walking into the Hall of Fame. Don't get me wrong. But I, I do feel... I do feel that Rodgers has avoided individual criticism better than anyone. I'll explain what I'm talking about coming up next. 855-212-4227. It is the Robin Ludberg Show, and it's here with you on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the Robin Lundberg Show. To be fair, you know, Aaron Rodgers said, we play bad, I play bad, or... The inverse of that, I don't remember if it was I played bad, we played bad. But he said that after the um, loss on, on Sunday, and he's right. I mean, the Packers were god-awful, and he was just, like, terrible. I mean, it's hard to believe a player as good as he is can be as bad as he was in that game. Um, so I, I'm not even really pointing out that game when I say he's the best at avoiding individual criticism, just in general. The whole, like, offseason, everybody blamed the Packers for that, like, have the Packers done a poor job of surrounding Aaron Rodgers with talent? I don't think so. I mean, they had a Super Bowl caliber team last year. Defense got upgraded. A wide receiver one who's as good as anyone in the league. A good running game, good running back, which means a good offensive line. I mean, what's the problem? I mean, personal, I, I don't want to get into their personal situation and how he felt betrayed and any of that nonsense. That's different than the Packers' process in building a team. And I think they've done a good job at that. But you listen to other people and you would think the Packers were the, you know, the Bengals or the Jaguars or the Jets or some team like that. And even in the uh, NFC Championship game, you know, everybody was on Matt LaFleur for kicking that field goal. Aaron Rodgers had how many chances to win that game? He got back-to-back turnovers in the second half and went three and out both times. Before they kicked the field goal on fourth down, he had three downs to get the ball in the end zone, including one where he could have run. He didn't run. Yet, it's everybody's fault but his. Which, you know, it, it just seems that that's the way he seems to carry himself to me. So... I, I don't feel bad critiquing him, you know, knowing the context of saying, hey, look, this guy's an all-time great quarterback, no question. But, bro, you you were the one putting out the last dance memes. 
you can't compare yourself to Michael Jordan and then play worse than Jordan Love would have, which is what he did. Jordan Love would have played better than Aaron Rodgers last week. I have full confidence in that. Doesn't mean Jordan Love is better, but Jordan Love would have played better last week. And when you're, you know, supposed to be this, the dude, the guy that everybody should be bending over backwards for and, and doing everything to fit your uh, career arc and, and your, you know, whims, play better, dude. And we'll see. We'll see how they bounce back, but not the kind of performance that inspires confidence. Rodgers also didn't look great to me physically. I, you know, even maybe I'm way too reading into it or, or, or way too overreacting. And I'm not even talking about like afterwards when he was doing the press conference and people were saying, you know, he, you know, about his hairstyle or his facial hair or, or resemblance to Nicolas Cage or, or whatever. None of that. Um, I, I mean, like his physique in the game. He didn't look like he was at, at peak football kind of shape. And his typical, you know, playing weight, if you will. Um, so when you you have the off season that he had, and then you lay an egg like he did, you're gonna hear about it. Eight five five two one two four two two seven. Let's go to Sam in Canton. Sam, you're on the Robin Lundberg Show here on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, Robin. Robin, just a few observations as a as a Packers fan, and then I, I would like to ask you a question that I'd like to have you address. Um, you know, you pointed out earlier that uh, Rodgers did not participate in any of the OTAs, okay, over the summer, and you were absolutely correct. Uh, additionally, you know, there were the distractions that, you know, he's running around with a Hollywood starlet, he's guest starring on Jeopardy, and he spent most of the summer arguing with Packers management instead of getting ready for the uh, for the season. And, you know, one other thing, too, I would think that as you get older that the reps would be more important in terms of getting ready physically. And to my knowledge, Rodgers didn't play a snap, one snap during the preseason. And I understand they're trying to protect the players from injury and so on. But, you know, if you saw the game, it didn't look like Aaron Rodgers, that was for sure. Um, and I know he's missing a couple offensive linemen. You know, Bakhtiari's hurt, and I guess they uh, Corey Lindsley went to another team. So they're making adjustments in that area, and I know how that can affect a team, uh, like it uh, did with Mahomes in the Super Bowl when his uh, offensive linemen were missing. But... Uh, at the end of the day, I think you're absolutely right. Aaron Rodgers needs to start taking responsibility for Aaron Rodgers and quit blaming everybody else. Um, yeah, and, and when you say the, the thing about the preseason, it'd be fine if he was part of the uh, normal workload and didn't play in the preseason. I think the, the problem with not playing in the preseason is he also didn't play in the offseason at all, so you're talking about nothing rather than, like, protection. Absolutely. And at the end of the day, you know, I look at the regimen of a Tom Brady, and not everybody is going to do or can do what Tom Brady does to get ready to prepare for a season. But sure as heck is a great example of what can happen when somebody is dedicated to the game and wants to play and is committed pretty much above all else to doing that. The question I wanted to ask you, and then I'll hang up, Robin, and I'm very interested in your answer. 
Uh, one of your contemporaries on CBS Sports Radio some weeks back, uh, before the season started, referred to Aaron Rodgers as being a victim because of what happened between him and the management and not having any input. And I had a very pointed conversation with this gentleman, pointed out that it's hard for me to call Aaron Rodgers a victim when he's making $35 million a year and he's worth a quarter of a billion dollars, okay? And that most major corporations don't consult the rank and file about corporate decisions. Do you think that Aaron Rodgers is a victim? Do you think that he has been on the bad side of this? Or do you feel like I do that he's acted like a diva and he's shut his mouth at play? I'm interested well, w- in your response. I wouldn't wor- use the word victim. He's certainly not a victim. That's insane uh, to say he's a victim. Uh, he's not a victim. Does he? Is he um, understandably irritated or upset that they would draft a quarterback? That I get. Like that is a sensible reaction. Whether or not it's the correct one, that's a sensible reaction. Oh, don't you know who I am? I'm Aaron Rodgers. Um, I'm trying to win a Super Bowl for y'all. Aren't you going to draft somebody that is going to help in that rather than somebody to eventually take my place? And if you're drafting somebody who's eventually going to take my place, when's that happening? How much confidence do you actually have in me? Like, those are valid thoughts. At the same time, they've paid Aaron Rodgers a lot of money. They never took Aaron Rodgers' job. They didn't do anything publicly to smear Aaron Rodgers. And... We're now way past that. Like, it's not like the Jordan Love thing just happened, you know. So, uh, it, it, it felt like he's holding on to it for a long time. It's, it's. I think he's justified the way he felt, though he's not a victim. Certainly not a victim. Um, and you know, is he a diva? <laughs> a lot. I mean, a lot of superstars are divas. So I don't even say that in a derogatory manner you know they've earned the right to be divas I just think between the distraction that this offseason caused and Aaron Rodgers didn't say that much so it's not like he was like actively throwing coal into the fire but at the same time he could have diffused it all with one statement and one tweet during that point but nevertheless forgetting all that if you're you know you got to perform and if you're not going to show up the expectation is still going to be for you to perform because of who you are. And if you're going to, I know I keep harping on it, but if you're going to compare yourself to Michael Jordan, the expectation is that you're going to perform. And Aaron Rodgers did not perform on Sunday. One week does not make a season. One week is not a season. But he's off to a weak start. From that one week. 855-212-4227. And it's only natural that people are going to talk about it. You were the talk of the entire offseason, bro. And you came out. And you were trash. In week one. So people are going to have something to say. You're listening to the Robin Lundberg Show. And you could be like Dan in St. Louis. Dan, you're on the Robin Lundberg Show here on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, Robin, what's going on, my brother? What up, dude? Hey, check this out. What I don't understand why people do not understand is this, is that Aaron Rodgers is disgruntled. <laughs> Y'all think that he's going to go and win you a championship and he's disgruntled? Please. It, there's such a thing as a happy uh, worker as a productive worker. 
And the disgruntled worker is a outsider that that you try to get out. And the, the biggest thing is how do you get an outsider to come into the in crowd? You have to please the outsider, and they, and they have not pleased the outsider. So there's no way that Aaron Rodgers is going to put a hundred percent in winning the championship or winning the division for uh, Green Bay. I tell you what, let me ask you this: It's the same predicament as Deshaun Watson, meaning this, they're on the team that they don't want to play for. Okay? And speaking of Deshaun Watson, I would like to say this. If if Houston tried to make him play, do you think that Deshaun Watson could claim mental illness and say this for it, say that quarterback is the most toughest position to play and I'm not mentally well to play the game and I don't want to hurt myself or my teammates, so I want to sit this one out. What about that as a defense for Deshaun Watson if Houston wants to play? And I'll take your answers off there. And good morning to you, sir. Uh, good morning to you. The Deshaun Watson and Aaron Rodgers situations are not comparable um, uh, because Deshaun Watson is facing very you know, serious allegations against I mean, him. And that, I mean, that, but no, no, no. Uh, the thing that, that's, that's the difference. But the same yeah. thing is, is that they're on the team and they're quarterbacks and they don't want a quarterback for that team. That's the same. I, well, that I would have been to... before. That would have been before. And, and you know, I, I think. Look, Deshaun Watson, before uh, everything with the massage therapist came out, mm-hmm. right? Uh, right? I would have said, "All right, I get it. He's in a bad situation in Houston. He he doesn't want to waste his career away. He's trying to to force himself into a a better situation." That that was a little bit different than whatever what was going on with Aaron Rodgers, who'd been in Green Bay for a long time, and Watson would have more of a case than Rodgers did as far as. Um, the surrounding infrastructure and what had been put in place. But once everything came out and, and all of those women accused Deshaun Watson of what they accused him of, everything else became moot, and that's the reason he's not playing. So the, the friction between Watson and the Texans is no longer really relevant. We will see what happens with the investigation. We will see what happens you know, uh, with the allegations and whether they are, are borne out or whether – there is is some uh, agreement reach or a suspension or even legal action, whatever the case may be. But in, until then, uh, I don't think you'll see Deshaun Watson play at all, and and I don't think it's really a, a much as much a Texans thing anymore as it, it is um, what has gone on with with Deshaun Watson personally, and, and and the number of women that have come forward and and uh, accused him of what sounds like a a pattern. Uh, of of a type of behavior but you know with any situation like that and uh, in, in any serious allegations like that I try not to um say too much before the actual information is presented and the actual uh results come to be but that is it that's the reason Deshaun Watson's not playing right now not not whatever happened between him and the Texans in, in the offseason how about Biff in Wisconsin Biff you're on the Robin Ludberg Show here on CBS Sports Radio. What's going on? Good morning, my friend. Hey, you, me, anyone in competition needs to have a passion if you're going to perform at a champion level. You, me, anybody knows that. Aaron, Aaron's failing to perform with the passion necessary to compete at a championship level in the NFL. Aaron has got to go. He's got to go for the sake of his teammates for the sake of the Packers organization, for the NFL's sake. 
and for Las Vegas' sake. I mean, what he's doing to pro football is kind of akin to the old Chicago White Sox in manipulating personal and team performance to influence the outcome. What do you think? Well, I mean, he's got to go is a pretty strong takeaway after one week. I, I would uh, wait no, a, a little bit. he influenced the game. He, he influenced the outcome. I mean, he personally did. Everyone was expecting at least a performance with passion. He had no passion. He has shown no passion. He has, commit, he has done his duties, his obligations. He's there, but he's also speaking to Aaron Andrews. He's speaking to out about it. And, and, and it's like a soldier, you know, who's speaking out about not having to fight, and people are seeing it from his point of view. But to win a championship, you can't have that. You need a passion to win, not a passion to complain. And he's oh, been look, paid well. He's been I, paid I, very well. He needs I don't, to go home now. I, I don't disagree with your premise, and thank you for the call about passion and all that. I'm just saying I have to have a little bit more of a return for somebody who has a track record like Aaron Rodgers before I reach that conclusion. Uh, he was bad. There's no other way to put it. He was awful in week one. Awful. Terrible. Whatever word you want to use in week one. No question. Um, and, and given the offseason, is it fair to wonder if he has a lack of passion for what he's doing right now? Yes, that is fair to wonder. I just don't quite think it's fair to reach a final conclusion when you have a career that he has uh, and it's one week. So uh, give me a little more time before I think that's the case. You know, if the Packers believe in Jordan Love, there, there is, you know, at, at some point a sense of you need to rip the Band-Aid off if you do, in fact, believe in Jordan Love. Now that's a question that only they can answer. I don't know. Like, you know, people have, have reached these conclusions on Jordan Love, and nobody has any idea what they're talking about. Nobody liked it when he was drafted because Aaron Rodgers was there and it was a bad pick. And then since then, like, Jordan Love has become unfairly a punching bag for people because people are like, oh, you know, they, oh, what are they going to do, play Jordan Love like he's some scrub or bum? Nobody knows. And it would behoove Aaron Rodgers' management and, and those associated with Aaron Rodgers to, you know, try and spin – it like Jordan Love is not capable or doesn't look good in practice or whatnot because it only strengthens Aaron Rodgers' position. So I don't take any of that um, I until I see Jordan Love actually play. Then I'll form my opinion on Jordan Love. Right now I don't have an I don't have an opinion on Jordan Love. I don't. I don't know if he's good. I don't know if he's bad. I don't know if he's somewhere in between. I just have a I have an opinion about those who think they have an opinion about Jordan Love without having seen the guy. That's that's what my opinion is. How do you know Jordan loves a bum? You never even watch a guy play. Um, you know, so th that that's my my issue there. But if the Packers believe in Jordan Love, at some point you got to rip the Band-Aid off. And it's going to get awkward very, very fast in Green Bay if Rodgers doesn't get back to his MVP caliber play. Very, very fast. Like by, by week three, you know, you're talking full-on hysteria if what we saw in week one continues let's go to tyler in wisconsin tyler you're up next on the show what's up hey how are we doing good man how are you good good i'm a diehard packer fan i'm a huge aaron Rodgers fan and i 
so sick of all this speculation that we keep hearing uh, about Aaron Rodgers and what happened. Here's a guy that, like this last caller, talked about passion. Here's a guy that's done nothing but dump passion into this. And it, and it, look at look at history. Every time that he's out, we're a sub 500 team. So it's got to be reciprocated. Uh, and in this case, actually take take history. Even when Brett Favre won a Super Bowl, we went and picked up uh, Reggie White. Then Rodgers, Charles Woodson. Then we pick up Zadaria Smith to go to two straight NFC Championship games. And the one thing that didn't happen in any of those other times was drafting a quarterback in the first round. It just it didn't it didn't make sense. There are other things that could have helped then. There's other things that could have helped now. Week one, I don't think there's a single Packer that did play well. It was it was terrible. The line, defensive line, offensive line was awful. Everything about it was awful. Now I'm not saying Rodgers played well. Uh, but every time we lose a game or get blown out, everybody jumps on Aaron Rodgers. Can you blame the guy for not wanting to play here? I, I don't think that's the case. I, I, I disagree. I, I think the NFC Championship game, he was not blamed at all by almost anyone. Uh, he, he was, Look, you're right. The, the team as a whole played bad on Sunday, but he played awful. He was awful. He I mean, was terrible. It, a, he was terrible. Uh, so – I, I don't I don't see that to be the case. I, I really don't. I, I don't think Aaron Rodgers has gotten much heat throughout his career really at all. Uh, for, for somebody who's been put at times in conversations with Tom Brady or people say – I've heard a lot people say Aaron Rodgers is the most talented quarterback to ever play. I mean, he's only won one Super Bowl. What is he, yeah. one in three in NFC Championship games? Considering that, if the, you know, there are other athletes. Uh, maybe it's more, you know, in the NBA – I think those guys get more harshly critiqued sometimes. But in general, uh, I, I don't think Aaron Rodgers has had too much blame laid at, at his feet at all in his career considering his status. Oh, man. The Tom Brady comparison isn't even isn't even fair because Tom Brady's got a top 10 defense had every year. Well, Tom Brady has accomplished Tom, a lot take, more than it. You take Tom Brady off the Patriots every time they put a backup in, they're still on a winning record. How many but times you took Tom, wait, Rodgers, wait, you took Tom Brady. Hold on. That doesn't work anymore. You took Tom Brady off the Patriots. He went to the Buccaneers and he won the Super Bowl. Yes, yes. Fair, fair. But while he was down <laughs> and injured every time he was in New England. How, how are the Patriots doing now? Well, I mean, look at Matt Castle. Look at Jimmy Garoppolo. Look okay. At, no, no, but I mean, those. Uh, I'm sorry. Those arguments don't work anymore. I mean, like, that was an argument I might have made in the past. It doesn't work anymore. You know, like, Tom Brady left, he won a Super Bowl, and the Patriots didn't make the playoffs. And the Patriots are over to one this year. I, I, I mean, it doesn't work anymore. That argument fell apart in Tampa. Appreciate the call. I mean, again, it's not like a crazy argument to make. It's one I would have, I probably did make in the past. In fact, I know I've made it in the past. Doesn't work anymore. You gotta, you gotta realize when, you know, eh, chalk it up to the game. But you gotta, you know, with new information comes new opinions, and you can no longer use the the Patriots were responsible for Tom Brady's success. Looks like uh, it's actually much more likely the the opposite at this point. I mean, look, they helped each other, of course, but uh, it doesn't work anymore. Falls apart immediately. Jeff in Dallas. Hey, Jeff, what's going on? Hey, boss. Hey, boss, lifelong Detroit Lions fan here. So sorry. Like I told, like I told, I know. Hey, <laughs> we all got our crosses to bear. Um, as I told Anthony, 
if Rodgers doesn't come out and light us up for five touchdown passes and show something, it, that, that, that call or two calls ago might be correct. But, I mean, if, if, if Rodgers is playing bad, and I know I, I, you know this isn't what people want to hear or say it because no one wants to talk about it, the biggest favor the Detroit Lions could do is knock Rodgers out, and then you just solved your problem. There's Jordan Love, give him a shot, see what he can do. Because if he doesn't come out and light us up for six or seven touchdowns, there's something wrong. I mean, hey, I, I, it's your team, and you're saying it, so I, I, I think uh, that holds a, a lot of weight. Sorry, I'm up against it right here, but I appreciate the call. But, yeah, I, I, you're right. I mean, that that's a four-alarm blaze if Aaron Rodgers can't get it done against the Detroit Lions. So my biggest takeaway from week one is not that you know Aaron Rodgers is done. But I will give you my biggest takeaway from week one that I feel confident about going into week two and beyond. I want to hear yours. What do you feel like you know about the NFL this early into the season? 855-212-4227. 855-212-4227. You can also get at me on Twitter at Robin Lundberg. It is the Robin Lundberg Show, and it's here on CBS Sports Radio. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 